For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast. Over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in the games meeting. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can get in the chat. You can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this playstation pod if you're on the podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you're on youtube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment below uh, i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop as well as our merchandise store because.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it uh how goes it man yeah, it's not too bad. I like the new hairdo. Yeah, so after like spending the entirety of last week trying to get a haircut, place where I generally go, very, very busy. Mm. My kid has this thing where she doesn't like loud noises. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this with my kid in yep. tow. And then I'm like, on, on the Friday, Ali and I went out. And I'm like, oh, Mike Duck, can you get a haircut? And there's like 12 people waiting. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting a haircut today. Oh. But I managed to get one on the... The next day. Nice. Do you, so. do you feel better? Do you feel cleaner? Do you yeah. Feel so, so my numbers are down this week purely because I cut my hair off. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> it's a strong like weight of hair removed from the head. Thinned it all out. Shaved it all off. Nice. Cut it off. Yeah. It's been. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You walk in, and the hairdresser's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I just want you to cut low enough that the curls aren't there anymore." That's like every time I ask. <laughs> I ask very much. I need you to thin it. I need you to cut it so then it's, it's I can at least do something with it again. And yeah, style and so that way I can style my hair like it's 2006. Mm. And like I know exactly what you want. I might just you. I might just get rid of the curls. That's all I want. I don't want like half of the length gone because that's it's all curls. Yeah, just get rid of it. Curls are the worst, man. Yeah. I remember someone telling me that like people love curly hair. I'm like fucking curly hair blows. Yeah. It blows hard, mm-hmm. hard. How is your week? How has your week been otherwise? Not too bad. Uh, I'm still trying to get into the new work schedule, so my sleeping's still mm. all over the place. But, uh, you know, apart from that, it's been... It's actually been pretty hectic. I had a, a house inspection this week because I'm oh. still renting. So oh. this will hopefully be the last house inspection before we move into our new house. How's that all going, by the way? Like, I've, I haven't asked in, like, the <laughs> longest time. So, oh, it's it's been a nightmare. So we got, we got an email from the vendor solicitors earlier this week saying we expect settlement to be mid-June early july so i sent that off to my finance guy because he's applied for all these government grants for us he's like well let's hope it's before the 13th of june otherwise you're gonna miss out on one of the grants ah that sucks but you know it is what it is and at the at the end of the day as long as we get out and get an own house it's it's all that really matters so 
hopefully, fingers crossed, mid-June, early July, and then this time next year, it should all be done. Yeah, that's exciting. That should be good. I spent most of my week cleaning. Lame. Lame. (laughs) Just getting the house tidy. Punching microphones and things. So for like three solid days, my my house smelled like a public pool. We just bleach everything. Yeah, so uh, a couple of years ago, my mum's like, you know, cleaning showers are the worst, but I've got a foolproof method that it's very low effort, low cost, you know. Go to the supermarket. High chemical, by the sound. Yeah, yeah. Go to the supermarket, buy one of those home brand three liter bottles of bleach and just tip it down the walls and then walk away. Come back three hours later, turn the shower on, spotless. Does it work? Yeah. So I'm sitting here scrubbing the shower like some sort of pleb. <laughs> no, you just, yeah, just, just tip the whole thing in there, just around <laughs> the top of the wall and it just all runs down and then you're done. You just walk away. It cleans itself. Cost you two bucks <laughs> and like no time and like oh three hours like, but yeah and like two minutes of actual time. <laughs> Damn, you might have it. I think. Yeah, I so shout out to mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, work work smarter, not harder. That's right. That's the way to go about it. What about you? How's your week been? I my week my week itself was fine, but my weekend has <laughs> been amazing. Just remember PlayStation Pod. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> so, so what's what's been that, happening? For that, so weekend? good. So we're recording on a Sunday, right? Because we've had we had some things come up. So, um, I've, yeah, I've had a bit of a run around weekend, which is cool. So, uh, the big thing for this weekend is I went to Melbourne for the first time in forever. What feels like forever? Like going there, walking around the city at night, and it's just weird because there is like people everywhere and like the density seems so high even though even though i'm all brilliantly vaccinated i'm like there's so many fucking many people here but i went to melbourne with uh i went and saw uh deathmatch down under so friends uh friends of jam and mine uh their, their name is jay they own the company and they've been trying to get us go for a while and we for whatever reason things just never lined up so when this one was coming up, and it was a two-night event. It was Friday and Saturday. It was the tournament to crown the first ever deathmatch, de- the de- deathmatch down under heavyweight champion. And we knew people in 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 the mm-hmm. in the event. Um, so one of them being uh, Jem's friend uh, Richie Taylor. He's a local Melbourne wrestler. Everyone, if you know the indie scene, you know Richie Taylor. Uh, he he and Jem went to school together. So there's we have, there's an investment in there. Yeah. So I I bought tickets for the Friday, being like, cool. I don't know whether I can do the Saturday, but I know I can do the Friday. Um, we'll go with that, right? So then I get then I get a message from Jay. He's like, hey, what if I spring your tickets for Saturday? What can you come? I'm like, well, the the problem is not the not the cost; it was yeah. the time. So I also had the memorial and a different memorial for my grandfather who passed away a couple of weeks ago with my mum down in Phillip Island. So I went to the show on Friday night, drove to Phillip Island, did the thing, drove from Phillip Island back to Melbourne, went to a second wrestling show, and then drove, then drove home. So as you can tell, like my voice is a little bit fucking weird because I just spent all yesterday screaming and all Friday just fucking yelling and, and having a big heckle time. However, it was it's it was so good. Like I I, I feel energized. I've, I I just feel happy. Like I had two days of awesome, like going out and doing things and just kind of, I, th- I think one of the things- You had some normalcy back in your One life. of the big things I talked about 
when we were in the pan when we're like when we're in the key part of the lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah. I talked about the idea of collective happiness and how collective happiness was sort of gone and it's never it's it's taking its time to come back. And going to like by collective happiness, I mean like being in the same room with someone having a shared event and vibing off each other and just feeling mm-hmm. that complete sense, right? So going to de- this deathmatch down under show, um, a because the entire company has such a positive, inclusive, supportive feel. So they're they're very very prominent and supportive of the LGBTQIA, the rainbow community. They are super strong in terms of the indigenous community, and like there is complete no dickhead policy. And you know wrestling is full of fucking dickheads. Mm. So, but to have none of that bullshit heckling, no one's yelling slurs, everyone's just like people are talking shit. But it's it's just that toxic free yeah. feeling. So everyone's there, everyone's on the same page, everyone's like, Yeah, man, we know why we're here. It's to watch some awesome wrestling and to like have a good time. And that shit was infectious. Like I know it's a horrible example to use <laughs> in a pandemic, but like it was so good like the qualifiers were fantastic on 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 the friday sort of watching everyone step up and because because of this championship belt it's not the men's championship it's not the women's championship it is just a championship so and we're seeing intergender matches we're seeing the just fucking chaos right and it was brilliant and then they had two death matches as well one on the fr- one on the friday one on the saturday was it what for, the friday was a cricket death match so it was just as long as it was attached to a cricket bat it counted so there was like cricket bats with pins in it one with just four staplers screwed to it then there was one with cheese graters on it and one with literally in the middle of the room with a cactus strapped to it like it was stuff and then the second one was uh, a championship match for a, a death match shit well, shit uh international company's deathmatch title which was a glass crunch deathmatch so it was just panes of glass everywhere so people just launching through the glass and it's shattering it's exploding and like as it even even in this moment where there, there are people that are literally putting their lives in absolute risk like it's all safe of course but like there's always a risk when you run through a pane of glass there's mm. always a risk when you get hit with a giant thing covered in fucking pointy sharp things yeah like <clears throat> Even with all that, and everyone's like, oh my God, there was nothing but fucking good energy in that space. And I, I guess that's something that I just I just needed because I, so I feel reinvigorated. I feel uh, not liberated is not the right word, but I just feel fucking positive. Yeah. And I have like, admittedly, I've not really felt this level of positivity in a good while. And like, this is just hit me like i was was with good people i had a good time Mm -hmm. like it just ticked all the boxes of of an incredible weekend and mind you there was a couple of photos taken on me and i looked fucking mint you know what i'm saying i was just feeling good looking good and and having a having an absolute fantastic time i was it was good and for those that don't know um I think I mentioned, did I mention last week? We yeah. Are getting, so I mentioned last week that we are getting a new table. This was right before you ran through your own door. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get we'll update on that too. So as I mentioned, we are getting a new desk care of Ethan from Tag Mods, which means this desk has to go away. Now, what the, the positive thing that I noticed is that the wood that I saw was used yesterday, uh, Friday, same wood, same bullshit shelving wood, chipboard bullshit as this desk. So um, 
Looks like someone can go through this desk if, the, if push comes to shove, and I might be pushed and shoved into this desk. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I'm in a really good space right That's now. That's good. It's and, good to um, hear. I I can't explain it. It feels absolutely fantastic. I think this is probably going to be me. Obviously not next week because I'm not here next weekend, but the weekend after because I'll you know next weekend I'm going to Sydney and going up mm. for a Bucks party. It's gonna be I think I'm gonna have something similar. Yeah, just kind of yeah, just sharing good company, having yeah. good times, just feeling that energy and that vibe. I know that's such a fucking weird hippie thing to say, but like that's a hundred percent part of it. After like, a, after what feels like a year long lockdown where you know you've had such insignificant social contact with mm. so many people but like it, i have gone it, to know, local wrestling difference. shows it's it, but it's just there was a difference here yeah. like the local wrestling one is cool and but this just had something different mm-hmm. to it and I, I and i do feel that it's that because everyone was there it's just there's a, a like an, an agreed positivity yeah and i think that's part of it as well and um, I'm yeah, I'm a big big fan, and I'm cool. gonna I'm probably gonna go there a, a lot if I can. <laughs> just have to, if I if I can if I could bottle that energy, oh fuck, I would. But anyway, update from last week. Uh, so if you guys don't remember, at the end of the show last week, and uh, for those that were still here on the stream, Max and I got locked in this room uh, when the when the mechanism in the door handle shattered, and we couldn't get out. Uh, I have since had the manly action. Of replacing the door handle, and now we are unlockable. I say that, but I can't verify it. Oh, I mean, I closed the door. The door did work, mm. so yeah, we'll see. So I did have to get the old screwdriver set out, and I eh, 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 and did look, you know, masculiny. Mm. Very cool. Nice, but yeah. So hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't get locked. We don't get locked out. But uh, that does beg the question, Max. Have you played anything this week? What have you been playing? Uh, this week, I have dived deep back into Destiny. Mm. So, obviously, Vault of Glass Raid, the original Destiny 1 raid, released Isn't it free? back on Destiny 2. Yeah, so Destiny 2 is free to play. Kind of free to play. Yeah. The base game itself is free to play, and then you pay for the... No, but isn't the Vault of Glass free for the moment? No, so it's it's part of the new season of the Splicer. Ah, uh, okay. So they bought it back from Destiny 1. They've, uh, yesterday, well... This morning, as a time of recording at 3 a.m. local time, it opened up. They did their world's first race where you win a championship belt. Yeah, belts, <laughs> brother. Belts are cool. But it was funny. So a couple <clears throat> of hours before the launch of the vo- of the raid, the Bungie Twitter, official Twitter, went, Hey, guys, so just to let you know, if you push any of the bosses off the map, you'll be disqualified from the race. Now, I thought originally it was a joke because back in Destiny 1, you could push the bosses off the map, which was hilarious. You didn't have to do any of the mechanics. You didn't have to actually fight them. You just push them off the map. Well, it turns out seven years later, a similar glitch still exists. Oh, no. <laughs> how, did, like, how did they not remove and they're, that? And they're like, you will be disqualified. Well, see, since, since de- it was in Destiny 1, since Destiny 2... A lot more shit with knockback capabilities have been added to the game. So they may have patched the old stuff, but now all the new stuff that they've added, obviously they're like, we're never going to use Vault of Glass again. Turns out they were. And they're like, if you push it off, you're disqualified. I've had one of those meetings where they're like, all right, so we need to put something in for this new season. What should we do? Uh, What what about if we put in uh, the Vault of Glass? Like, cool, great idea. People love the Vault of Glass. However... Yeah, so 24 hours before the launch, they also completely uh, 
took out a new exotic item from the game mm. so there's a pair of hunter boots that basically souped up every single class uh super that you could pick from so the arc the solar anything it just made it way overpowered and they're like yeah we're just removing these from the game for the first 24 hours of the raid because that's when the You're, yeah that's they, when they wanted an even playing for yeah. i presume yeah so it got beaten this morning i think it took six hours so they'll, they'll get their little belts yeah cool do you get a belt I'm unfortunately not high enough white level to do it yet. Nah. So I've been grinding really hard with front of the show noodle. Uh, we've been hitting it hard. Somehow in the two weeks, he's already gotten from not playing it at all to higher light level than me. So he's, he's grinded his way, way stronger than mine. But um, I'm, I'm kind of back in. Yeah. I'm kind of back in. Uh, the other games I've been playing, I've played, uh, checked out Knockout City. So that mm. launched on Friday. Uh, it's free for the first 10 game. It is a full game trial. Uh, it's also, I believe, free if you have EA Play, which I do. So I kind of just got it anyway, which was nice. And the premise is it's a, a 3v3, 2v2, 1v1 dodgeball game. And it is so much fun. So I originally thought it was 4v4. So I got three of my mates to download it. We all jumped on together. And I'm like... Yeah, my bad, guys. One of us is going to have to sit out. He got kicked. Well, it turns out you can just play private matches. So we just played 2v2s oh, for, like, nice. for like two hours, learned how to play the game. And then one of us just went, I'm going to go make some food. And we're like, cool, kick. <laughs> Three of us got online. <laughs> we won five games straight. Damn. And then the lag kicked in. Oh, shit. And it was brutal. Yeah. So there's servers based in Sydney. So I had like 20 ping, but it was it was literally unplayable. And it was weird. So there's, there's when you when you play, we were playing the three v three league play or whatever it is. So it's just standard. You you have the standard balls and you have one special ball per map. Mm. So that could be the cage ball. So that cage ball locks enemies inside the ball, and then you can just yeet them off the side of buildings and just score points by killing them by throwing them off the side. <clears throat> there's the sniper ball, which is basically like a gridiron football, and you charge it up, and it's just like a bullet, and it just goes so quick. There's the multi-ball. So you pick it up and then all of a sudden it splits into three. You can just throw three balls in quick succession. Nice. And I think the last one's a bomb. The bomb ball. So it's like a hot potato type thing. So it starts counting down as soon as you pick it up. You can just throw it backwards and forwards. And when it runs out, it just... <coughs> Excuse me. The game's kind of fun. Uh, the controls are a little weird to get used to uh, to begin with. So What, what makes them difficult? So uh, there's... Lots of parkour in this game. So, yeah. you know, you're playing on, we played on PlayStation 5 using backwards compatibility for PlayStation 4. So X is your standard jump. Uh-huh. If you push X again in midair, it's not double jump, it's pull out glider. That's annoying. But if you push X to jump and then push circle, you do like a twirl and you stay afloat a little bit longer. So it's like a double jump. But triangles also jump. Huh. But it's not a proper jump. You do like this front flip jump and you don't jump as high. So it's more of a dodge jump. Uh, but square is dodge. Oh. <laughs> and then you've got your standard, you know, R2 is throw, L2 is catch. Uh, the catching system is basically like a parry from a, an action game. Mm-hmm. So if you don't time it right, you get getting smacked in the face. Yeah. Uh, you get two hit points per life. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get hit, once you get hit twice, you die, you respawn. It's first team to ten knockouts wins. Yeah, really quick games, really good fun. Uh, you can also turn yourself into a ball. 
So if your team doesn't have a ball, you can you can go into ball form and your allies can throw you across the mat. <clears throat> so that's what we started doing. So at the start, one of us would roll up into a ball, we'd peg them across the map, and then he'd be on the flank. That's clever. You can also charge that, charge your ally up, and they become a bomb that instantly kills anyone. So you throw them up in the air and they're kind of just like mortar shells straight down. That sounds way more fun than it, the game I originally pitched. I I was like cackling for like three straight hours it, it was just i had so much fun playing it until the wow. it, was a sh- it was a real shame well that's like that is literally like the exact opposite of how i imagined knockout city was going to go i presumed that it was going to be trash i just had this when we saw that original i think it may have been a state of play and i looked yeah. at it and i was like nah dude well i had i originally had the same thought i'm like oh because uh, the other game that was similar, I mean, it's it's different, but the premise is kind of the same. Was like that Disc Jam. Oh uh, it yeah, was a PlayStation Plus game, yeah, man. like months ago, and I I wanted to really get into it. I thought it was going to be my new Rocket League, and it was wasn't that good. No. This might be. You reckon this? I had so much fun with this. I mean, I originally went, you know, it, free for ten days. Like, what is the harm in downloading it? We'll try it out. Mm. If it's crap uninstalled it's it's making me want to download it it's so much fun so if you if you want if you're thinking that this jam was to be your new rocket league and now this could be your new rocket league rocket league has this incredible ability to be both uh difficult and sorry both easy but also great to master yeah does this have that same energy i don't think this this skill ceiling is as high as what rocket league is okay so obviously there are times where you're in no win situations like if you get caught 1v3 and they all throw balls at you at the same time you're only catching one of them you're getting hit twice can you can't bonk them you can dive into them so if you use the if you use the square dodge button it also uh it it like punches them so you can knock balls out of people's hands but if, if it's you, already airborne, you can't if punch it's, it. Mid-air. If it's if it's airborne, you can dive into it and you'll knock it out, or oh, you can nice. throw your own ball into it. But if there's three coming at you, because you can throw curveballs, lobs, and straight shots, okay, they're just they're just everywhere. You're fucked. Yeah. Okay. It makes it hard. So, well, you, so you, is, it is very much a team based <clears throat> game. You can't kind of run in there one v three and get out. Yeah. So you like, uh, does it have like built-in voice communi- communication? So if you're playing with not your friends in voice, chat? Uh, yep. So there's there's the party chat system. I didn't use it because obviously I was playing in a in a group of friends. So we just used the PlayStation party system. Yeah. But they've got team chat, group chat because you can party up with up to eight people in your group, which is weird because there's no four v four mode. So I, I don't understand why it's it has one of eight when you yeah. start a they start a group four v four maybe but yeah i mean it's free for another week it is well worth checking out yeah i'm certainly i'm certainly dive, dive in and give it a look at especially with, yeah. with, with with hype like that uh it's also cross-platform so oh, that's gonna help so that helps finding games i think the most we ever had to wait for a game was maybe like 30 seconds that's good um that's there good. is sydney-based servers but sometimes they can be a bit yeah, jank yeah but other than that, I, I had a blast. I played it for like four straight hours last night. Nice. Yeah. And then finally, the last game I've been playing is, is at the end of last night's yeah. session of Dodgeball, I managed to get convinced back into Final Fantasy Online. So I bought another another month and I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice. Like all day today. Gross. Like all day today. Gross. I miss it so much. <laughs> 
I just don't have the time to play it. With the with the expansion coming out at the end of this year, mm. uh, we got a release date of November twenty third. I think it is. Okay. Nice. Okay. I I think the only thing I played this week is Outriders. Yeah. Like I I I I because I have a I have a Zoom class that I do on a Wednesday. And um, it's my Outriders class. I put place where I play Outriders. <laughs> so I have the headphones and I listen to the conversation. And so I, I, I'm involved in 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 the group because it is about like it's. I'm studying mental health cert four, which is what I do for work anyway. So a lot of what I'm being told is shit that I know from work. Yeah. So I really can kind of phase in and out. So I just, <clears throat> I've, I've just been trying to push the Outriders campaign. Mm-hmm. Is where I'm at. So I'm just pushing, 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 pushing. So where where are you at now? Because uh, last time we checked in, you were still in the forest. Have you? Gotten I, to I the think next? I'm further. Like, so you're at the desert. You can you hit the desert yet? A desert. I don't know. Like, I, I, the, the, in terms of the map itself, there's not much room on the right hand side. I'm like, there's like this much room left on the right hand side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're. In terms there. of the map, like, yeah. uh, there's nothing left. Um. I've just did I've been a bunch of things with monoliths. Yeah, yeah. I, I, close I, know, to the I, end. I know exactly where you are. Not really. Fuck. How much fucking longer is this game? Okay, once you finish that area, the the whole rest of the map opens up. Oh, and you just fuck. Keep, and you just keep going. Fuck. Because <laughs> I was like, I was right at the end of this screen. I'm like, oh my god, beautiful. It's gonna, it's gonna be fantastic. It's right at the end. And fuck. It's not. I say you're not even close. You're, there's like three, maybe four missions. Like it's not. Oh, okay, it's not cool. five. It's not like you're at fifty percent. Like. All right, good. You're in, you're in the back end. You got me really, really no, worried because no, I'm like level twenty five or so something. So I, I finished it to level twenty seven. Okay, but I'm like what at what tier though? Eight. Oh. You're up sitting around tier seven right now. All right, cool. That's not so bad. But yeah, I'm just pushing my way through that. I still love that game. It's still a blast. Still very, very cool. Uh, I haven't dove back into Mass Effect mm-hmm. um, at, at this week. Uh, I've, yeah, I've mostly just sort of watched a, a lot of wrestling. So, friend of the show, Craig from the Mullet Show, he he sort of needed some uh, moral support. His his cat has been unwell this week, and he's been kind of very worried about it. Um, so he and I were just watching stuff during the week, just sort of keeping the spirits up. Yeah. I haven't checked in the last couple of days, but everything was, everything was on the up and up. So that's good news. Um, you and I have both been playing a redacted game. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't discuss just yet. I put like 45 minutes into it. You put I a handful like, of hours. Like a couple of hours. We'll have more to say about that next week. Next week? Yes. Next week. Next week. Let's keep an eye out for that one. That'd be cool. And there's something else cool coming up next week as well. Yeah, some really cool stuff. Couple, oh, she got a couple of cool things next week. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I just totally forgot we have a bunch of cool things. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're hitting in a good window of time right now. We've been very, very lucky in some of the things that, that we're getting involved with and having access to and, and putting our hands on. Like, it's uh, shit's good. Mm. Shit's very, very good. But uh, that's from memory, that's all I've played. I don't think I've played anything else. I, I may have gone into Returnal and then I just got mushed again. I was like, fuck this game. Uh, yeah, I, I did like one or two runs of Returnal. Yeah, but like are, are you still trying stuff. to get the, the six sun thingies or whatever? Yeah, I'm literally <clears throat> one away. I've just got to get the one from the last biome and I can't seem to find it. You're going to get a guide? Let's give it the shits. No, good boy. I can't get a guide. Well, a guide, will, a guide will tell you what ro- kind of room it's in. I know what kind of room it's in. I the issue it. is it's finding that damn room. Yeah, it's bum. Kids yelling at me. Anyways, before we, go, before we jump into the news, let's get into this section we call our Get Less Fat Update. So for those that don't know, in 2020, I lost over 30 kilos using a product called The Man Shake. No way. <laughs> 
Uh, so with and as I am an ambassador for that product as well, the Manshake have come on board to help us here uh, at for the players in our weight loss journeys. So uh, my journey, I'm I'm sort of in the next phase of it. Max kicked his off mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year. We do this section every week to keep us accountable to let you guys know where we're at, so we can continue to be you know uh, get pretty for packs twenty. 21 edition. 21. How have you been this week, Max? I don't know my numbers, but I'm wearing pants that I could not fit into at the start of the year. So that's exciting. I'll take that. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I'm for the last couple of weeks, I'm at that stage where my numbers aren't really shifting, but I'm noticing like in the clothes that I wear. That You're getting the non-scale victory yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I did make some changes this week. So I've talked about making changes recently, and and this week it was because I I I had a look at uh like my my previous weigh-ins, and I've come to realize that I've been at a very similar weight since about October of last year. Mm -hmm. So I hit my because you know I talk about you know in ten months I I lost over thirty kilos, and that ten months was from January through to, to October. And then my weight has been pretty steady since. Yeah. Now, granted, I've lost, I've likely lost more fat since I've gone to the gym this mm-hmm. year. Because I, if I look at myself in December, look at myself now, there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. However, the scales are the same. So I'm like, well, I, I need to push that scale down. It's been too long. I need to see. I need to I need to give it a bit more of an oomph. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, I so I've changed some things. So I've got when I go to the gym now, I'm just doing cardio. So rather than doing a half an hour of cardio and then an hour of, of weights, uh, varying weights, I've pretty much now just doing about an hour of cardio. Like, all right, we'll push the, we'll, we'll, the weights can wait a little bit. Let's see if I can get this bump and then we'll go from there. So so, so I do about an hour of cardio, which is cool. Uh, additionally, I've uh, one of the biggest things that uh, hurdles that I've probably had, especially as we head into winter, is portions control. Mm-hmm. So dinners have always been the thing that sort of thrown me off. Like my 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 lunch, my breakfast, my lunch is the shake. The snacks have been pretty good, and I talked about how a couple of weeks ago I was reducing my calorie intake anyway. So that means reducing some of the, some of the snacks I'm having and the selection of snacks that I'm having. So now it's the dinners. Well, I think dinners are my weakness. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, what I'm, what I did last week, and what I'm doing next week is I'm having uh, the my muscle chef meals. Mm-hmm. So a friend of the show, Ash, who's that fat guy on uh, YouTube, he himself is a uh, man shake ambassador as well, and I pinched the idea from him shamelessly. I was like, cool, that seems like I'm gonna, I want to give that a go, that, give that a go too. So there is a bit of a misleading in the scale. So because of the not the weekend that we're at right now last weekend i did kind of splurge a little Mm -hmm. it's a bit more carby intake so there's a lot of water retention so i ended up starting the week like a couple kilos heavier than i than i am i spent all monday pissing because of the water hold and then i ended up losing like a kilo and a half by tuesday Mm -hmm. like that i'm just gonna start from this one i don't think that one's legit but since then so that i've lost just shy of two kilos i think so it was so i was 111 on tuesday and i'm now 109.4 
So the, the threshold for me is I've been stuck at 110. Mm. I've gone a little bit under, I've gone a little bit over, I've gone a little bit under, a little bit over. So for me, it's getting that. Mm. So I'm going to still, I've got, I went and bought more of those meals and I've got, I've got another week on them. And if I can see another punch again, I'll then go, cool. All right. Well, now I need to know that my problem was portion control and I'll, and I'll shift back to my regular meals that I have with my wife and my son, but then just look at keeping them smaller for now. Like I do think I am at my, I'm slowly hitting my threshold of how much weight I can actually lose or what my mm-hmm. the weight is for my body size my frame size whatever yeah, yeah. but if I'm gonna if I can push that line a little bit more that's my plan so it seems to be pretty successful this week so far I'll, I'll take that as a win get excited on that I'm very very happy and as I said non-scale victories as well yeah looked at some photos fucking yesterday and, the, the, and I, I was like ooh I'm looking good <laughs> Um, so I'm happy with that. Like th- that's the thing, because that's the other. It's, that's the other advantage, right? And this is, this is going to sound real fucking weird, but like the one thing that's that that is taking me a long time to comprehend, and I'm I'm also having this weird sort of this. This is nothing about PlayStation, by the way. This is completely just introspective me. I'm having this weird sort of identity of self right now. Okay. my sign my just in general right because I'm, I'm in i'm in my 30s and i and i look back at all these things that you know most people should have done are you having a midlife crisis is that what you're trying to say but literally i am i think i am in some ways i am i'm looking back at all these things that i that people feel as milestones in their life mm-hmm. that i haven't done now granted i i have had plenty of milestones but they're like the big ones like you know married house child i did it all in like a two-year window and now it's got nothing left but like all the things that you're supposed to do when you know when you find yourself in your early before you do those big things i've just never done and whether it be because i was just too anxious to make those decisions whether those opportunities never popped up or because i thought so little of myself i never put myself out there and I mean that in terms of, of physically is, is certainly, certainly part of it because that, that connection between physical health and mental health is huge. So, you know, for like only recently am I starting to be like, no, I'm not unattractive anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not, so, I'm not fucking Dave Chataway over here. You know, <laughs> he's a friend of mine in the chat who is an incredibly handsome man, but it's like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I, I, I do look different and I do look better. And that oddly enough has caused me to it's altered my perception of myself okay and with that has come that ripple effect does that make sense yeah because who i who i believed i was i believed i was ryan the funny fat guy but that's not me anymore so, and you weren't that funny. But. I know, right? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, no, if, you, had I, to, I if you had to hit a stereotype, that's what I felt. I yeah. fit. So here I am now going, what the fuck am I now? Like, that's what that's that's the stereotype that I was like, cool, that's me. That's how I identify. Done. Problem solved. And like, you know, like there's other, other I know I'm very simplifying what's going on in my head, but that's part of it. So now I'm just kind of like, well, what the... Where, where do I fit in this weird self-assessment and this identity of self? And, you know, like there's confidence that comes with that. There's also this weird fucking anxiety that comes with it. I am really messed up in the head. I'm going to come back now. I'm going to come back from my holiday next weekend. You're going to have a motorbike and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to... How old am I now? 32. I'm going to have a 15-year-old girlfriend. No. <laughs> And you know how they, you, you always date someone half your age isn't that part of it um, yeah I have like a red sports car or something 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm quite that level of midlife we'll crisis. Ryan's got a convertible. Because I've had quarter life. I had what I did in my quarter life crisis when I was 25. Because I just finished uni and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have any plans. Because like what my original plans were, were just kind of crumbled. I had this uh, another moment of what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. And then shit went really well. Um, but yeah, now it's. I was explaining it with um, with with Craig. Because where I'm at is this. It is literally a place of privilege. Mm. Because have you ever have you ever heard of the hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Yeah. If those don't know, it's a pyramid, and the idea is that you need to be, meet these base minimum these minimum requirements as you progress up this this uh, pyramid. And down the bottom is your like complete basic necessity survival needs, like fucking warmth, food, water, whatever. I meet that, no worries. I'm very, you know, it's like I live well. Yeah. The next one up is all about community and social engagement and, and friends and relationships. And I'm pretty good at that. Like those, I'm meeting those fucking mm. key things. So I'm, I'm, and because I have like a, a you know, I have a support, I have, sorry, I have a reliable job. I'm hitting all these needs. I'm fine. So then I'm, now I'm stuck in that weird extra, the next level, which is all about introspection and where you fit. And then the, the top one is, is like enlightenment. So like <laughs> I'm in the most privileged space of the fucking needs. And I'm like, but I, everything's going so well for me. Why am I sad? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Anyway. Cool. But if you want to not <laughs> have this crisis as well, you can. There is a link in the description. It is bit.ly bit slash FTP manshake, where you too can get on the manshake if you so if you are so inclined. Lose some weight and um, maybe you can feel better and then also worse about yourself in the same moment. Anyway, that's not about that. Max is getting the section called Inform the Place. We tell you guys what happened this week in PlayStation. Well, let's kick off with a new Sony patent. So Sony have patented an esports betting system for its consoles. Well, it did this a couple of years ago. With the documentation outlining a framework whereby odds would be calculated by a player or team's historical performance, allowing users to then bet on their favorites in a variety of ways. The papers outline a number of hypothetical examples with in-play options like, quote, character A gets hit in the next minute, end quote. The idea is that the system is constantly calculating new odds for you to bet on, even more matches are taking place, similar to what a lot of betting apps do for real sports. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, apparently you can use Bitcoin and stuff as well. Well, that's some... Because I, yeah, I did they, they hear that, that like... cryptocurrency up. Yeah. But apparently, but yeah, you're be able to... Bitcoin, uh, crypto sucks this week. I've lost like 70% of my fucking wallet value this week. Crypto's dying this week killing me that's what happens when one person can change the yeah, complete dumb the complete discourse of a fucking currency yeah. but this is concerning because like i feel like unlike real sports which can also be rigged this feels like something can be easily rigged i mean it has yeah in the past more sports yeah big time no i meant like esports as well oh yeah yeah yeah. like you know people throwing games yeah and like because they like i guess it's oh uh, no they did say it's esports I'm like because you can't just bet on your and, game. and obviously sony's kind of gone all in on esports lately they now the purchase of evo yeah they, they now own evo or are big supporters of that anyway they are I'm, I'm pretty part sure they, owners yeah i'm pretty sure they yeah 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 but it's, it, 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 it's, what do you reckon so your playstation live title popping like hey man uh this this fight's about to start do you want to you know what you know what i'm gonna take first blood we sit here and we talk about how microtransactions are the, the, the just like gambling. And Sony's like, what about real gambling? <laughs> That's where we're escalated to. Yeah. 
It's concerning. Everyone was like, well, microtransactions, what is, what is it going to do, huh? This. This is what it's going to do. It's going to open up to a position where it's fucking straight gambling on your console. Unquestionable. Yep. Nah, man. Not cool. You know what is cool? <laughs> fucking Tony Hawk's remake. So, this week, on an episode of the Behind Closed Door podcast, the drummer of a band that I personally am a massive fan of, is CKY, said that he believes they're appearing on a new Tony Hawk game. When asked whether the band appeared on one of the previous... To- uh, how did this person not know this? Yes, they did. When asked whether the band appeared on one of the previous titles, Jess Majera said, this is the drummer, said, quote, yeah, and I believe we're doing a, the new one coming out too, end quote. Majera then goes on to clarify that he does not mean the recent Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, referring it to it as, quote, the remaster of 1 and 2, end quote, that his son is currently playing on PlayStation 5. CKY's song entitled 96 Quite Bitter Beings, you know, everyone knows the one. Yeah, he knows the riff. Appeared on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 soundtrack. Now, the guys who worked on... The guys who worked on Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 remake are currently balls deep in Diablo 2. Yeah, it's true. They're very balls deep. It's a pretty heavy riff. It's good. So, are we getting the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 remaster that we all wanted after the success of 1 and 2 or is that dream kind of dash because that team is stuck no I, I do in, believe that it can in happen in the Blizzard bandwagon no I believe it can happen I believe it's outsourcing now they, they got Vicarious to come in and build the framework and they can just skin it they just skin it and they make the new levels that's all they gotta do like they're because it's it's, it's not gonna have a graphical leap between between 1, no, 2, and 3, and 4 so like they literally can just put the, the reskin the bones and then suddenly you've got a brand new remaster, a brand new remake of old three and four. Like they don't have to mocap the skaters unless they want to bring in the likes of Bam Margera and stuff. But even then, you don't really want current Bam Margera because <laughs> he does not look like old Bam Margera. Like granted, like all the skaters look old, but like he looks the most substantially different. Um, you know, he he's had a rough a rough go of it over the last 10, 15 years. Some of some of which is self-inflicted. But. Very self-inflicted, but but yeah, yeah. So it looks, yeah, just in terms ways. of like they, they would have to mocap maybe some new people, but really you could just kind of go like they built the framework, they yeah. built the foundation. Now just fucking slap new paints on, and any any anyone can do that. Almost war, um, anyone can do that. So is this is this possible? Very much so. Would I like I to see so. it? Very much so. Yeah. Speaking of things that I would very much like to see, rumor has it that Square Enix has another Final Fantasy game in development uh. exclusively for PlayStation 5, according to a fresh rumor that's been picked up all over the internet. This rumor stems from Navtra, a recent era insider with seemingly accurate track record. Navtra previously, quote, predicted most of the main reveals for Sony's first PS5 showcase, including the fact that Final Fantasy 16 would be announced as a console exclusive. Navtra writes, quote, I believe you can expect at least one more major Final Fantasy announcement in addition to updates on the currently announced stuff. The post goes on to say that it'll be, quote, a good E3 season for Square Enix overall. I believe we're getting two major Square Enix reveals this June, a PlayStation 5 exclusive Final Fantasy title and a cross-gen IDOS title. Navtra concludes. Um, I'm sure this has you all... Okay, so, obviously, over the last couple of months... They 
uh, trademarked a bunch of stuff in reference to Final Fantasy stuff. Now, most of those were spin-off uh, Final Fantasy VII stuff. We know one of them to be that that mo- that <coughs> Final Fantasy First Soldier, that mobile mo- uh, battle royale that's coming out. Uh, the speculation is this could be the remastered Crisis Core, which is kind of like the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Like a prequel story, which would be awesome, because obviously they're not gonna we're not gonna get another remaster because they're doing the remake of Final Fantasy VII still. We already know that Final Fantasy sixteen is coming out, so they're not gonna give us another major numbered sequel. It makes sense to be a spin off side series, and this the strong contender does seem to be that of a Crisis Core style game. Now, when we, I know we mentioned Crisis Core, uh, friend of the show, Paul James, uh, just his knees got weak. I, <laughs> I could hear the rumble from here. That, um, who hopefully will be joining us next week with your way. Mm. Um, was it most returning guest? <laughs> most returning guest. <laughs> uh, so I know he is very excited at the idea of a, of a Crisis Core remake. I'd be super keen. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously that was a PSP title. It'd be nice to come across and give it give it some love on, on a proper home console. So that like that's that's a lot of Final Fantasy. We were into grade coming oh, at some so point, much Final Fantasy. and then sixteen. I think sixteen's like a year so plus. Sixteen's probably a year plus away. We've got Final Fantasy fourteen online's got its expansion coming out at the mm. end of the year in November. That recently just got its PlayStation Five version. Yep. So the Final Fantasy's everywhere currently. So. So now I know I shouldn't ask this to the guy who literally has Final Fantasy tatted on his arm, but is there a upper threshold? Is there a is there a saturation point for you, Max? And it depends. Is, so yet? no, I, I <laughs> it's funny. So I fell off Final Fantasy at thirteen. Thirteen yeah. really did me dirty, in my opinion, and from from memory, it did a lot of people dirty. And then they did thirteen two, kind of fixed a few of the issues. That's that, the PS three one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the kind of uh, yeah. the, the female protagonist yeah, that's, right, that's right yeah 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 fix a lot of issues that the first one had I still couldn't get into it <clears throat> and then they they 15 won me back mm. with the change of gameplay style um it kind of refreshed reinvigorated what it what 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 it's what the franchise was uh-huh. now obviously a lot of people didn't like that um there are times where I miss my old turn-based Final Fantasy RPGs but with with the release of Final Fantasy VII um, remastered or remake, sorry, I've, it's kind of grown on me. That more action action style gameplay has really won me over. I think. Yeah. Well, everyone knows. I'd like to think you all know my stance on Final Fantasy. <laughs> like I still not finished Seven Remake. Like well, I got to like that Colosseum. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we get, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Is it a call, Sam? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's what I got up to. And that's the last thing I did. And I kind of debate going back and because I know that you're Just wait like, for Integrate now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Just wait for Integrate. As long as the save transfers, then I'm all right. I don't, I don't know what, a, I don't know what a, 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 a Yiffy is or whatever fucking name is. I don't, I don't know. Yiffy. Whatever. <laughs> Yiffy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this guy. Which was part of the very community. <laughs> or something, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but I'm sure people are really excited, and I know, I know I'm glad that I'm you are keen. excited. I'm super keen because, like, that's the thing. Because especially as we look towards E3, which is two weeks away at this point. Yeah. And so we we do have Summer Games Fest coming up right before E3. Yeah. Like two days prior yeah. to E3. The thing is, like, with Sony not getting involved. And I talked about this over the last couple of years. My interest in E3 as a thing is minimal. 
like sport. like granted the third parties could do something cool and i'm very intrigued you know knowing that like uh xbox and bethesda are essentially coming together to make something you know which is awesome because bethesda only ever had one good conference and the rest are kind of bum yeah so to bring them together is a good way for them to still be there as that separate entity quote unquote um while still having a presence <laughs> so <clears throat> s- spoilers for a later quick bits news article playstation have partnered with the summer games fest oh two, good no. two days prior to e3 they're like yeah we'll be there which which at least means i'll be excited for the summer games fest i'm not excited <laughs> for e3 uh, and i just it's like yeah i mean it's it's funny because like i'm i'm on that I'm on the fence because obviously Squeenix is going to be there. Yeah. And That's I, what I'm saying. So the, what, I'm the point I was getting at. Fan, sorry. The point I was getting at, like, it, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm happy to know that you can be excited by E3 at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll still, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll still watch all the, all the, oh, um, I'll still watch the presentations. Them. Like, I, wrong. I can't wait to see what new uh, Fire Emblem character is going to be in Smash Bros. <laughs> well, when Nintendo well, do their. Prick with a sword. <laughs> Uh, but look, everyone knows the best part of E3 isn't E3. It's Devolver Digital's <laughs> press conference. And it looks like the indie heavyweight Devolver Digital has once again got very big plans for next month's Summer Game Fest. As the publisher tweets out, it has, quote, four new games to reveal during its digital showcase. These four announcements will be coupled with updates from other upcoming titles, including Shadow Warrior 3, which has been confirmed for the PlayStation 4. The full tweet reads, quote, shaping up to reveal four new games during hashtag Summer Game Fest this year, along with updates on Phantom, Abyss, Death Store, and Shadow Warrior 3. So all I can hope is, because the one thing that's come out and that's been consistently kind of funny is Devolver Digital's conference. It's always batshit dumb, and I hope they can come through with it again this year. I, I, don't, I don't always care about the games they announce, but I always enjoy the conference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, what do you... Is Squeenix the thing that you are... Like, with Devolver it, in that list list as well, What like, is Square Enix the thing that's getting you most excited heading into E3? Like, we'll do a, we'll do a pulse check next week and see where we're at. But. So, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember who's, who's like... Put their hands up and well in terms of admit- in terms of conferences we would like square enix will have something mm. uh ea are doing something separate uh ubi i don't ubi are doing their forward at the end of the yeah month. they're doing something but not kind of in three but not in three xbox or microsoft are certainly there with bethesda and outside like in terms of the standard five slash six conferences that are done that's pretty much all parties yeah and any, like, and any other major major person would get involved in another person. Yeah, because generally generally the Bandai Namco stuff it just appears where it's get, needed. Get yeah. you know, I enjoy their stuff. And they can they can appear anywhere. You know, mm. they'll they'll party with like Xbox take two goes with, anywhere. Yeah. two uh, K goes anywhere, sorry. Mm. Um, Square 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 obviously I, I I generally always look forward to it. And I'm always I'm always like, you know, when's when's that next Final Fantasy mm. gonna going to come out so hopefully we'll, we will see more of 16 which is you know the, the do PlayStation you, do you want to do some predictions next week I'm not here next week mate fuck I can send them in to you yeah, you can read them on my behalf yeah we can do that we can do that yeah. I have a thing we'll have a look about it and we'll see how it's going down and see whether we should predict the- although in saying that I'm pretty sure E3's the weekend like after I actually get back so okay. it, would, it would work anyway yeah but uh, okay okay 
But it's up to you. If you want to do it next week, that's fine. I oh, can we'll, just, I can mail we'll look at, we'll look at we the can... time and we'll look at the time and see whether we can lay down some predictions. And we'll get mm. we'll get pageant on it too for, mm. fun, for funsies. Yeah, see how we go. Because uh, that it is what one of the best parts is predicting what happens going to happen in E three. And then now that I have no actual stake in it, because I don't care what PlayStation, because PlayStation aren't there really doing anything, I would love to nego- I would love to like negotiate that thing because there is a trophy that we we get involved with. Sounds good. House Mark Ryan. Marketing director Michael Haveri claims the studio wants to rid itself of the idea that it's just the Resogun studio by continuing to create bigger titles in the same vein as Returnal. Haveri says the team still loves those arcadey games it has made in the past, you know, Dead Nation, Next Machina, all those, but now certainly seems to be the right time to go big. Courtesy of Game Reactor, the quote reads, quote, Yes, we've been working on two projects previously, and now with Returnal, we have, of course, only one project. It's hard to say if we will continue with one or two projects in the future, but the idea of us now being able to establish ourselves with Returnal will be defining the future type of titles we want to make. The idea is that we now want to show we're not just a, quote, Rezogun studio. We can do all kinds of things, and from our studio's perspective, that means that we want to go for these bigger types of experiences. Haveri doesn't completely rule out the idea of Housemark returning to smaller style titles it has made in the past, but for now it really wants to grow in the stature of us uh, off the back of Returnal. Quote, now we still love arcade, we still love smaller games as well. Who knows, maybe 26 years in the future we'll do more of that as well. But that really depends on how successful we are able to build ourselves with the types of experiences that Returnal now is representing. <clears throat> I am... Um, it's, th- it's a good shift because, yeah. you know... In the past, they've been known to say that arcade is dead, which kind of they have, well, they've gone on on the record of yeah, saying that that and is they, dead. that kind of you know pushed them in this direction. Now we know that we're working on a battle royale. At one yeah, time, it was they? called Stormbreakers. Or yeah, Stormbreakers, Stormdivers, Stormbreaker or Stormdivers, one of the two. And like, yeah, it's uh, it never it never saw the light of day. So they have in the past have attempted to escape the the Rezo gun, uh, the arcade, the arcade stigma, because the problem that they had is they were working in a market with the, the like they made high quality arcade quote unquote arcade games. Yeah. However, the people you know most people aren't willing to pay that much money for an arcade game. Same goes for Returnal. Returnal is kind of an arcade game, like especially in its heart. You know, with this whole you know, uh, shoot 'em up, yep. sort of uh, bullet hell kind of style. Mm-hmm. They are taking a lot of what worked in their old games and bringing it here. So, they, I think, what they've learned is they they learned they can keep that that fundamental arcade feel but in a bigger more robust experience so it would make complete sense that they would want to go down that path and especially if they do have that working relationship with playstation again so apparently sort of sony kind of let them go wherever they wanted but then was also a big part excuse me of perpetual of sort of going in and being like hey can you guys throw a story in this i think you guys should do this you should go try that so they did have a hand in making return of what it is. Yeah. Um, not saying that whether that be good or bad, that's up to you, I believe. That's up to how you interpret it all. Um, but, you know, to me personally, I'm not feeling the story of Returnal because I'm not getting any progression. I'm not getting any more story because the game is just punching me in the asshole. So like the story could be fantastic, but I ain't seen it. Yeah. So, and I'm, that's not me saying that they should stop making these kind of games because obviously people love these games. Like the 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 the, the fervor around around Returnal has been 
positive, almost, and a lot of negative too, especially like me. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Um, <laughs> but like, I think if they can create these higher level arcade-esque games, they will please the people that will like old Housemark. Yeah. It opens the door to new Housemark players. And I, th- I think it is probably the better decision as compared to the, the idea of, Sto- of Storm Divers, um, which was that that was so tonally different. I think they will likely, they, they want to be the Resogun studio, but they want, I think if, as long as they, if they try to step out of that too much of what they are legitimately good at making, yeah. I think then they will be able to break that moniker. And, now, and instead, they're now the team that made Returnal. Like, I think Resogun was cool and Resogun was a complete standout on the PlayStation 4. But, you know, time time changes things. And I'm pretty sure yeah. they will now be the Returnal studio until they make the next thing. Does, is that, does that sound about right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head, I think. Sweet. Easy. Done. <laughs> time splitters. Time splitters is officially finally making its great return, Max. After the IP was procured by Coke Media, Coke Media, whatever the one, the idea of the beloved, uh, sorry, the idea of the beloved FPS franchise coming back from the dead was suddenly a real possibility. Now, in a new announcement from publisher Deep Silver, a new entry in the series is officially underway. In a statement shared on social media, Deep Silver confirms the exciting news that it has re-established free radical design in order to re- uh, revive Time Splitters. Quote, you asked and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring back the Time Splitters, sorry, to bring the, fran- the, the Time Splitters franchise back to life and we are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a, a new Deep Silver dev studio to do just that. Free Radical Design is reforming and we will be headed up by the uh, by industry and Time Splitters veterans Steve Ellis and David Doak. Uh, this is an exciting first step in the process. Development on a new game has not yet started and we will update you when we have more news to share. Now, I never have I've played, never played Time Splitters. I have heard nothing but good things. I can remember the, the uh, PS2 cover like this dude doing this yeah and that's about it yeah. but i know people that swear by this game but this bring to me i think this brings back a larger question max <clears throat> right now especially especially post pandemic where financial security isn't a thing do you think that we are going to see more remakes and returns like this because they are financially a better decision yes I think so. Well, I know this adds to the old, you know, should we have remakes and reboots conversation, but I think this is, I think, I think the global pandemic has added I think the conversation is fine to have. My, the issue I have with this is they're like, it's coming back. We have done nothing. It's like when they announced Skate. It has, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's going to come, but we're, we're just setting up a studio. We're not working on it currently. We're not Mm. doing anything with it currently. We're going to get there. Yeah. It's like, do you need to announce it this early? Yeah. Like, if you're still just setting up a studio and hiring people to just do this remake now... Presumably presumably remake. Maybe maybe a reboot. Uh, The other thing is, is this one of the 25 IPs that are exclusive to PlayStation that Mr. Ryan keeps singing about? Could be. (laughs) My fuck not. (laughs) <clears throat> see the, the the thing for me is like i understand it from a business perspective that these are 
especially right now, they're generally safer. They these are safe bets, and the, what they're essentially doing is they're essentially outlining that look, hey, something that you love is coming back. We can't say when, but it's something. So, you know, the, the industry as a whole has always has always been relatively reliant on reboots and remakes. Mm. And I think right now, as, as I said, the financial instability caused by the pandemic has put it in a position where they're like, well, we need to recoup. And history has shown that we can't, new IPs is a risk. And it's that same thing that Sony have done about them being only AAA, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And even though I disagree with it from a creative perspective, I do think that, you know, as long as they're making a, you know, a brand new or something bigger and bolder while they're working secondary on something like this, then I don't have, a, I have an issue with mm-hmm. it. Like it's, it's, you know, if, if, if they're using if, this to fund the next Yeah, thing. if Naughty Dog are work like it's yes, exactly. In like like Rockstar, right? Rockstar were always working whenever the next Grand Theft Auto was. But if you looked previously, so let's say PS2, right? A P- yeah, PS2. So they made Grand Theft Auto 3. Brilliant. And then you know they're working towards Vice City or San Andreas or whatever. But in that time, we got like Midnight Club and we got Bully and we got, you know. A fantastic table tennis game. Yeah, that was, you know, the Xbox one. Like, because like, they were all ways for them to learn new mechanics, yeah. also a way to raise money to then further assist the development of Grand Theft Auto. As long as they're people, as long as they're willing to release some other things or use these as that financial backer for something new and cool, yeah, man, fucking go ham. Nostalgia's rad. Like I talked about, you know, how much I fell in love with um, Story of Seasons: Friends of Mineral Town last year because it's a straight remake of favorite, my, yeah. my, my favorite games of all time, right? I'm, I, and we talked, we just spoke about Tony Hawk and how much we would love to see three and four come back. Three and four remake because Tony Hawk as a game very similar we don't need a three and four remake literally we don't need it but we're gonna get it if, if it drops if it drops are we gonna buy it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just yes. there are they know that if they remake if they re- release it they're gonna make some coin mm-hmm. and i think for the minute the minimal re- like the minimal re- uh, sorry the minimal uh, uh development time or development cost they can recoup enough money to hopefully keep themselves afloat yeah. it's kind of where it's at for me uh, speaking of new and cool things, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. In the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart state of play pre- presentation and the conversation that I had with Paul James, it was suggested that, that uh, sorry, it was mentioned the PlayStation Five exclusive will contain a myriad of accessibility options, and these were uh, these were then later detailed at a later date. Like, these are later details. Don't worry about it. Which, which, uh, a conversation with Paul that we had last week, which, which once again, big thank you to Paul for sitting down with us and talking about that. They did announce a bunch of dis- uh, accessibility things, but it looks if Insomniac games have come out, uh, come out with a literal list. Yeah, it was a Twitter thread. Yeah, an exhaustive list, as you've put it here, of yeah. optional features to help players in numerous ways. Rift Apart looks to rival, uh, I lost my spot. Rift looks to rival or maybe even outdo The Last of Us Part 2 when it comes to accessibility. In addition to things like inverted controls, aim assist, and a permanent reticle during gameplay, there are some serious neat original features. You'll have the ability to, uh, to map all traversal mechanics to a single button input, uh, make it so you won't fall off ledges, put various objects on shortcuts for easy access, change certain inputs from buttons, holds to toggles, and much more. One of the things that I love that, uh, that Padge talked about 
uh, was the slowdown mechanic. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a platform puzzle and you've got to do a big leap that you have to just time right, with a press of a button that you get to pick, you can slow down time and then you can that allows you for someone that may not have the dexterity to move the the red or the right stick to where you need to be so you can make that jump in the yep. in, in the right amount of time. This is fantastic. This is brilliant. This is so good. And one of the things that makes me so excited about this, we discussed it last week about how so far PlayStation exclusives have been Demon Souls and uh, Returnal. Two games that kick the fuck out of you. And I like that they're going so <laughs> the other direction yeah. with Ratchet. I mean, a lot of a lot of studios have done this ever since Last of Us Part 2 released last yeah. year. I'm lost. The year before? Last oh. year just disappeared, right? No, last of Us was 2020. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because um, we got, obviously, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had... Shit, was it 2020? A, a crap load of um, yeah, well, accessibility options. Yeah. And now we've got, obviously... Like you said, the the PlayStation Five exclusive have been pretty rough since launch with with Demon Souls and and Returnal. Obviously, we had Sackboy as well, but oh yeah, I don't think I don't I don't recall what the accessibility options. But it, all, it also went across the PS4 as well. Mm. So in terms of PS5, but specific um, exclusive, it's really I think it's fantastic that they're doing stuff like this. Yeah. I think uh, this will become a standard generally going forward that most games will have. Like most triple A games will have. Yeah, and I, th I think Sony, because uh, look, admittedly, Microsoft did have the upper hand when they've they've got the um, they had that controller that basically yeah they they, they have the control the, the adaptive controller yeah. which is brilliant. We have one at work and it is rad. Mm. You can literally set it up however you want and it is awesome. So like I'm, we we met with a gentleman who is missing an arm and mm -hmm. a leg or an arm. I think it's an arm. Um, no, shit, it was, no, it was both. It was knee down and his arm or something like that. Either way, uh, we he came, he's like, look, hey, I know you guys are a gaming support service. I'm looking at getting this because I want to be able to play games with my son. Uh, do you guys know any information? I said, dude, we have one. Come over to the site. Let's, let's mess about with it and you guys can help me. Like, I, I need to learn it and you guys want to know. So let's go party. So he and I and, and his son, we booted up uh, I mean, Streets of Rage and a bunch of other games mm -hmm. and just kind of like dicked with it until we could find it like Forza and just sort of like really tried to suss it out. But like what I like about this is you can get a relatively similar result without having to buy additional hardware. Yeah. And that's cool. Now granted, like this is cool as long as the person can hold a controller. And the accessibility controller allows for those that cannot. Yeah. So... I'm, I'm not saying that one is not better than the other. They both have different trade-offs. Yeah. And it just just as, as someone that works within the support service of disability space, and especially someone that works in using games as a therapeutic healing process, uh, uh, creation, um, this is 100% the right direction that, that the company should be taking. <clears throat> yeah. It's mad. Outriders, Ryan. Yes. Square Enix is pitching Outriders as its, quote, next big franchise, as the publisher reveals that more than 3.5 million unique players gave the looter shooter a go during its first month on the market. In a press release, John Brook, co-head of studio at Square Enix and external studios, not international, said, quote, launching a new game IP is never easy, and we remain very grateful for the community's support and feedback. 
We continue to listen carefully and want to assure everyone that we are committed to improving and enhancing the experience in the coming weeks and months. We also look forward to expanding on Outriders in the future. Average playtime is said to be around 30 hours within its user base and engagement with cooperative play is very high. That's awesome. So 3.5 million people over 30 hours played on average. That is a substantial amount of playtime. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and also... They're being very, after the whole issue with uh, loot being deleted and stuff, their their update team is being very, like, forward-facing. Like diligent. They're updating, they're, they're constantly sending out tweets with, hey, this is when the patch is going to happen. If the patch gets delayed, I think lot, this, this latest patch recently got delayed. Basically said this patch was causing a bug. So we're not going to patch it until we can fix this. Might come the next week. Mm. So they're doing, you know, they're they're working really hard to get everything to where it should be. Uh, I believe they've restored almost everyone's gear now who had lost gear. That's good. They gave them god tier rolls as well, so they've got the best, the best of the best gear now. I hope they stick with it. I had, I, I really enjoyed the game. I have two of the four classes at max Mm. level. Um, I'd love to see more. Of well, it. I discussed how it's like still the only thing that I'm playing this week, and yeah. uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. And like, I, uh, I don't know whether I'm because I, I, I'm kind of pushing through the the story right now. Right, I don't know whether if there was suddenly DLC that I'd get reengaged, but like, there is enough in the story so far and enough to entice me, yeah, to want to see more. So, you know, why the why the hell not, Max? Why the hell, why the hell not? <sighs> Excuse me. It's been a long weekend. It's been a great weekend, but it's been a very long weekend. And I can tell my voice is getting progressively worse. <laughs> so that's exciting. Warner Brothers Games. The future of it has uh, been plunged into uncertainty once again as AT&T, its parent company, is in unloading its media business as part of a $43 billion merger with cable company Discovery. Warner Brothers Interactive, the gaming division of Warner Media, and its future rem- oh, sorry is the gaming division of Warner Media, and its future remains currently unclear. Quote: Some of the gaming arm will stay with AT and T, and some will go with the new company. End quote. A spokesperson, a spokesperson told Axios, "At this time, it's unclear who will retain ownership of who, but this is likely to cause some various headaches." AT and T had attempted to sell off its games publishing arm entirely last year, but eventually decided to keep it in house after it couldn't find a buyer willing to pay its asking price. So, this is I, this is circumstance of they're like, well, there are some things that they will just keep alive. So, like in terms of what will transfer as part of the sale, I'm gonna say like Mortal Kombat and the port key games. Well, and from what like I've the seen, Batman series. From what I've seen, apparently AT and T will keep a lot of the DC franchises. So that would mean that Rock City would stay with AT and T because they're working on Justice. Justice. Then the other guys who are working so Nether, on Nether Realms is this. Uh, yeah, no, NetherRealm's doing Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Uh, I was thinking of the, um, the obviously the, that Justice League, the Suicide Squad game that's coming out, and the oh, Rockste- Rocksteady and, the, and, and Batman. Warner Brothers Montreal. Yeah, so they, yeah, but it's a mess. It's a mess because like, what does this mean for Lego? Yeah, like because like. Warner Brothers does have their hands in like a bunch of different franchises, but it's one of those circumstances. Like, I only imagine there's like so many 
things they want to keep around. Mm. It's kind of piss everything else. And obviously, you've got uh, the the Harry Potter game that got delayed out of this year into yeah. next year. They're obviously the last the last thing they want is to be passed around and. Yeah, yeah, because we're yeah still because as someone that's reliant on <laughs> two fucking Warner Brothers games next year for my draft. Speaking of, let's have a look at these drafts, ladies and gentlemen. Before we jump into the quick bits, uh, for those that don't know, at the start of the year, Max and I uh, engaged in a video games draft. So what we would do is we went to the community who gave us a list of twenty games. Each of us were to pick eight games each. We yep. could not have the same game. And with that eight list, what we would do is we would we would look at the Metacritic score, and we'll, we'll look at it again at the end of the year in case it changes. We would look at the the Metacritic score for PS5 or PS4, whichever one the game was we played it on, you know, in terms of where it was released on. Uh, and then we add that all together, divide it by eight. Whoever wins, wins. Whoever gets the highest average. So my list consists of three games that are very questionable. Two of, well, two of them aren't coming at all. One of them is uh, Hogwarts Legacy. The other being Gotham Knights. And the third being God of War Ragnarok, which we are confident is not coming. So I'm fucked. So instead, I traded... Uh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy and uh, Gotham Knights for Destruction All-Stars. Woo. The way I at least get a score. <laughs> so, Destruction All-Stars is sitting at a 62. So, these are the, so this is where these, these are where things that are getting exciting. So, my list of games as they stand is Horizon Zero Dawn for uh, sorry, Horizon Forbidden West which hasn't got a release date yet nor is it coming. My my second one was Resident Evil Village which has released. And that's sitting at 84 currently. I have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which comes out in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, I can get a good bump out of that one. I think so. Deathloop, which just had a preview this week and apparently looks pretty cool. Uh, the Dark Pictures House of Ashes, which should be pretty cool, or at least a good high average. Mm-hmm. You know, the previous two have been pretty pretty good. Like not, not 10 out of 10s, but they maybe some some good 80s, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they got God of War Ragnarok. You have one game left that hasn't been scored. <clears throat> so let me just drink this water because my throat hurts. All right. This is where you're at, Max. You had Hitman 3. That's your first pick, which I thought was a bold strategy, but it turns out it may have been a great strategy because you were sitting at 84 on that one. Far Cry 6 is the one that you're missing. It is yet to come out. Returnal, 86. It Takes Two, 89. Persona 5 Strikers, 84. Near Replicant, 84. Hood Outlaws and Legends, 64. Number 8, Mass Effect Legendary Edition at 88. So you're seeing around about an average of like 79. Yeah. 78, 79. I'm seeing an average of 84, 62, and then two zeros. So um, not well. <laughs> I have to blow my nose, apparently. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, Far, hopefully Far Cry 6 does actually launch this year. Well, yeah, and then cool, you have one. So I'm just going to blow my nose quickly. Yeah, you go. You go, I'll do, I'll do the quick bits because most of these are targeted towards me anyway. <laughs> I will kick things off with Lies of P. So this is a Pinocchio-inspired Souls-like game, which is coming to PlayStation 5. There is no release date yet, but an announcement trailer is currently up online. It looks awesome. It basically looks like Bloodborne, but you're playing as Pinocchio and you, you're trying to find Mrs. Geppetto. It looks great. And there's like, the premise is like, you know, every time you lie, your nose grows and it'll change the way the story unfolds. 
sounds great. Okay. Sounds right up my alley. Uh, Last of Us 2 patch adds 60 FPS options for PlayStation 5. The PlayStation PlayStation has confirmed for Summer Games Fest, which kicks off two days before E3 on the 10th of June. So they haven't specified what level of involvement they're having. So it could be something, it could be nothing. Uh, GTA 5 is coming to the PlayStation 5 on the 11th of November. Has that been officially announced? It has been heavily rumored. Uh, The standalone GTA Online will be free for PlayStation 5 users for the first three months. Mm. GTA 3 turned 20 this year. Rockstar has some, quote, fun surprises mm. in the works. Liberty City in uh, GTA 5 Online? Who knows? Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I was, are you sure that, that news is 100%? I'm pretty sure. I thought that was rumory. Mm. Could be entirely wrong though. Could be. <clears throat> Take it with a grain of salt. So Kilobyte adds in regards to WB, WB Montreal. He goes. He they add. Bear in mind, you have to consider the future of Avalanche Games, Just Cause, mm-hmm. Monolith Productions, which are the Middle Earth series. Uh, there's quite a lot of franchises being affected, very, very much so. Mm-hmm. And they're ones that we just didn't run right off the top of our heads. So like, there's a hundred percent of concern. Yeah. But. Here are the top 10 best-selling games for the week, ending the 16th of May, 2021. They are as follows. Number 10, UFC 4. Number 9, Mortal Kombat 10. Number 8, It Takes 2. Number 7, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 6, Subna- uh, Subnautica Below Zero. Number 5, NBA 2K21. Number 4, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 3, FIFA 18, uh, 21. I think it looks like 18. It's definitely me. 21. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, oh, there's, oh, it's because there's the fucking weird FIFA logo at the end that looks yeah. like an eight that throws me every time uh number two resident evil village and number one unsurprisingly mass effect legendary edition now did um, you jump on the mass effect no you? are you going to maybe, maybe so. i've never played them so yeah, me either it might be a time to jump in to <clears throat> get classic bioware uh just a public service announcement i know this playstation show NBA 2K21 is currently free on the Epic Game Store. For oh, sure, really? Yeah. Oh, and I missed a quick bit that make, that'll make my son very happy. There is a PJ Masks game coming out in October. Uh, he will be very, very excited after oh, well, if you're, after if you're playing Paw Patrol last year, and now he's got and now he's in lo- like he's in love with PJ Masks right now. If you if you're adding that, uh, Peppa Pig is also coming to play. I did four. see that too. <laughs> you, are you a Peppa Pig household? No. We are in an we're an incredibly anti Peppa Pig household, so that's not fucking playing here in this house. Uh, upcoming titles for this week: we have Bio Mutant coming PlayStation Four May twenty fifth. Much anticipated, by much. Anticipated. Mm. Capcom Arcade Stadium PS Four May twenty fifth. I cannot confirm how anticipated that one was. King of Seas PS Four May twenty fifth. Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster. What a mouthful! PlayStation Four May twenty fifth. This is like a maximum I've ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, Super Bomberman R Online PS4 May 27th. This is that Max written all over it. I'm super keen. <laughs> Love Bomberman. So glad it's coming off a Nintendo console. Uh, last oh, week, one was the Switch exclusive for the like yeah, early days. I think so. Oh, Bomberman's shit. always been on Nintendo. Oh. Uh, and lastly, Wonder Boy Asher mm-hmm. in Monster World PlayStation 4 May 28th. Uh, not based on the Tenacious D song Wonder Boy. No. no, and not the Wonder Boy that is my one of my favorite games of all time. What? It's good. A different Wonder Boy? Yeah, there's so many Wonder Boys. I just want Wonder Boy in Monster World. Oh, okay. That's, that's all I want. <clears throat> I want a remake of that. It was a, it was... But this is Wonder Boy Asher in Monster World. It's like the first game I ever like finished. I was on Sega Mega Drive. I was like eight years old. Oh. Best game ever. I go back from time to time and play it. 
Well, we got an, we got we got an email recently about because there's a because uh, I saw there's a PR email about um, ghouls and goblins or yeah. whatever. Apparently that's yeah. coming. Yeah, no, it's come, I know it's coming to PlayStation, and, and there was like, isn't that an oldie game? Yeah, so there was and it's like the kicks your bum and super yeah. ghosts and goblins, and it's kick your ass off. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm, just, I'm playing Returnal right now, man. I have no interest in this fucking. <laughs> At game. least it's, a, it's just a two D side scroller. That's true. You don't it's have to like three dimensionally oh. dodge bullets. And just, just oh, cool. I'm glad that I can get really mad in one less dimension. <laughs> in one less dimension. Big thank you, I everyone. Mean, that's, that is a that is a big difference. That's true. It's a substantial difference. Yeah. Yeah. Big thank you everyone for joining us for the show this week. I apologize. I sound like a moron. But next week we will be back. Max will be away. He will be off uh, gallivanting. Yeah, uh, I got a stag dude. Stag dude. So I, I presume he's duct taping someone to a pole naked. Um, probably some strippers and uh, maybe some hangover inspired shenanigans. Look, my stag dude was me literally sitting in my house with my friends drinking. I pub crawled through Melbourne. Yeah. And then caught... A very drunk train home. <laughs> very drunk. Yeah, we, I didn't do anything fancy at all. Like, I had a very low key one. Yeah, I we went. I went to Crown. I watched my best mate lose a lot of money. I won a lot of money, and then we went pub crawling. It was great. Nice, very nice. I don't think I was. I don't think I was invited. To piece of shit. No. I think we're friends then. I was still friends with your wife at that point. Yeah. So she probably got invited. Uh, good times. Anyways. Max, you know what to do. Let's send this bastard home. Well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast surfaces, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join part in future conversations with us, come check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can get in the chat and become part of the show. We, for fun, for those playing home, we usually record live on a Saturday. It's 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Today was Sunday. We never, we never specify that, but we, there you go. Uh, <laughs> if, you want to support the show, if you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on the podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, look, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And look, more cool shit's coming to the YouTubes, man. It's uh, If you listen to us on the pods, check out the YouTubes. Actually, but I'll put everything cool on the, on the pods as well. You know what? Just go to both. It's fine. <laughs> We appreciate the love on both. Uh, if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. My voice hurts.